Hey, you're listening to the Fat Boy Show, and today is Tuesday, the 16th of February, 2021. Hope you're doing great, and uh, we're so glad that you could join us today on the Fat Boy Show. I'm Fat Boy, and I'm here with uh, Olive. And uh, joining us is our special guest today on the the Fat Boy Show uh, is a man by the name of Anthony. Uh, Anthony, what's up? How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? How you doing? Good morning. Uh, doing great. Uh, although to call you a special guest would be, I think, would be a stretch. You're you're here to to hang with us. You're just uh, hanging out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, with with the crew this morning on the Fat Boy Show with Olive, who is still wearing red today. Love is definitely in the still, air for her. Still, still, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> did you see me the other day? Just be clear. <laughs> uh, so I, are you here to make a political statement in your red T-shirt, or is this uh, you're still carrying the love vibes from uh, the Sunday? I'm wearing a color that I love. I don't know about the love vibe. Ah, so you love red regardless of if it has to do with love or politics. Yep. You're not going to let anyone stop you from wearing red, okay? No, you can't <laughs> tell me nothing. <laughs> well, speaking of banks and uh, our accounts being in the red, I wish to direct you to a very controversial story about how the commercial court has condemned uh, uh, Stanbrick Bank and has ordered them to pay more than 400 million shillings in uh, damages to a company uh, whose uh, assets, upon being auctioned, were sold to a company comprised of Stanbrick staff. Apparently, under the Mortgage Act, you're not allowed to do that. And it's been a widespread practice that many people have decried where you take money from a bank and then somehow... If you're deemed a defaulter, uh, then they go on to auction your property. Oops, except it just so happens sometimes that it's members of the bank, the staff of the bank that somehow tend to acquire those properties. Many people have pointed to this as being an example of rampant fraud and uh, that takes place in our banking sector. And so this is one of those cases in which such an instance uh, was being uh, you know, adjudicated over. Now, of course, uh, by no means is Stanbic Bank anywhere in the red. They have more than enough money to pay or to settle any cases for sure. Uh, However, this, I think, marks an interesting chapter in where our banking is going and in particular how the issue of loans is handled. Just to get into the specifics. So essentially, uh, certain employees of Stanbic Bank named Lawrence Kawesa, Alan Muhinda, Daisy Nitwe, Emmanuel Rukeba, Kenneth uh, Chitungulu, Maureen Kembabazi, Ke- uh, Katwebaze, and Taib Lubega. What did they do? Well, they created a sham company. You know, just one of those dodgy companies that are created for reasons other than, I guess, doing the right things. <laughs> uh, so they created a company called Myriad Investment Club. <laughs> what a name. Investment club. <laughs> and it was a club indeed. So what happened was that uh, the plaintiff in the case, the person, the company that sued, a company called uh, McDowell, McDowell Beverages. So they took out a loan from Stanbic Bank. And because they defaulted on it, the bank then advertised that, you know, the, the securities of this company that had been placed as, you know, as security uh, and uh, so they were aiming to recover their money by selling off plots of land that had been put forward as security belonging to this company that had borrowed the loan taken the loan McDowell Food and Beverages I wonder what foods and beverages they make hmm. but anyway so upon being in default uh, they, there was a lot of haggling concerned uh, and eventually they settled 
on some sort of agreement where if they uh, if this company failed to meet sort of new payment terms that the bank would proceed to advertise uh, these securities for auction and that they would go to the highest bidder which is what happened it's just that it so happened that the highest bidder and the entity to whom these securities were sold happened to be employees of Stambik Bank, those that created this uh, company called Myriad Investment. And it is for that reason that Stambik Bank was hauled to the commercial court where they were ordered to pay more than 400 million shillings. So what do you make of that case? Um, obviously, for, you know, it's unless one is like well-versed in a banking thing, some of this stuff can seem confusing, but... Uh, all of you've worked in a bank. Is this normal practice? If I take a loan from a bank and I fail to pay, does the bank have the right to auction it? Yeah, normally when you sign the terms and conditions, they give you all the stats. Okay. And so upon failing to pay, the bank is fully legalized and permitted to sell off uh, what yeah. I put forth as security in order to recover the money they loaned me. Yes, and they tell you before, normally the practice is that they should tell the client that we are going to auction your property. The client is always in the no. And as I understand it, Stambik Bank indeed advertised the auction. Yes. They and the securities were sold to the highest bidder as per normal practice. Mm -hmm. But what is not normal practice? is staff of the bank forming an investment club to buy clients' property. And is that illegal? Very illegal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so that is why uh, Stanbic Bank got into hot water. And so the, you know, the bank was ordered to pay $400 million. Why do you think that uh, this money had to be paid to the company McDowell Beverages and Foods, who had clearly, uh, by all indication had defaulted on the loan mm -hmm. and their securities were uh, were put up for auction yeah. following proper procedure, why would they then have a stake in this? Because at this juncture, they you would think they no longer own the property. It's now the property of the bank. Yes, it is. But um, I'm, not so, I'm not privy to all the details in their lawsuit, but I assume that uh, their claim could have been that since it was the bank staff that were buying the said property, that probably they made a price that was more favorable to them than the client. Because I've also heard of cases where the bank auctioned someone's property at a given price, and if it is even beyond what they were supposed to pay back, they are given the balance. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's, that's new. And then there are also cases where the bank advises the client to look for uh, buyers for their property. So that they can buy it back? Uh-huh. So, so that, that someone can buy, um, maybe the client makes off some money and also settles the bank. Oh, so in other words, the bank auctions it for you mm -hmm. so that they recover their money and you can also get something out it, of it. Yeah, where it is fair. In some instances, you get something or sometimes they just set a price that is they are comfortable with and you don't get anything. So that you who borrowed the money, for you, it's not a total and complete loss. Uh, in other words, uh, if if you, if the property is sold at a higher price, you may not lose entirely. You may get some money back. But I think here, McDowell, the claim could be that not only did the bank staff buy the property, uh -huh. they might have bought it at maybe a price that is lower than what the property was worth. 
Well, um, it it is being claimed that they sold it to the highest bidder. Yeah, and how much was the highest bidder paying? Because the client had to pay uh, Stanbic Bank one bi- one billion shillings. Uh huh. So I don't know how much did the highest bidder pay for the the said property. Obviously, I guess there's a lot that's lost in the details. Um, but just looking at the wider picture. Uh, this isn't an isolated case. Uh, there have been many instances of uh, people uh, borrowing money from banks, uh, taking loans or mortgages, and then losing these properties to these banks, mm. who in some cases uh, scheme to uh, ensure that you are deemed a defaulter mm-hmm. uh, through some strange shenanigans so that even if you had been planning to pay, you could still end up losing the property because either on the day you were supposed to pay the <laughs> the person you were supposed to pay all of a sudden their phones are off. <laughs> uh, that normally happens especially with uh, money lenders. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, there have been cases of a city businessman um, Chirumira. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the land around Mbuya where uh-huh. the court is? Yeah. You yeah. know those apartments? Yes. Where uh, he lent money to the owner of that property. But when the guy was ready to pay, the guy, Chirumira was nowhere to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> and how did that one end? Uh, of course, he ended up taking the property and the guy sued. He wanted his property back. And did he get it back? I'm not sure. I don't know whether it <laughs> ended or whether it's still in court. And then last year, there was also a case by housing finance. Uh-huh. The client claimed that they sold her property somewhere in Nakasero at a lower price. That the value, the, the value at which they sold it was way less than what the property was worth. And I guess when something like that happens, it immediately arouses suspicions about whether there could have been some insider... Uh, you know, <laughs> shenanigans, right? Yeah, that's right. Because uh, that's how... And it's so funny, right? Like, here in Uganda, we like to praise the the people that, you know, own the properties and own buildings and houses and land. And, you know, we look up to these people as those to aspire to be like. And yet, in a good number of instances, a lot of this property acquisition isn't always done in the most honest way. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I don't know. And if these... And, of course, the banking sector comprises of among the most educated members of our society. I mm-hmm. mean, these are the most technically qualified, high, highest educated people mm. uh, in our country. And yet this is what they get up to, uh, no. to enrich themselves. And uh, this is very, <laughs> what, what picture does it paint? Well, corruption is a disease that infested all facets of our lives and so what do you think that says i mean anthony you know people like to point to the government as being the source of corruption let's just change the government the government is so corrupt museveni is so corrupt let's get a new government in uh new leaders and then corruption will go away i think the people that make that argument and it is not to say that there isn't corruption in the current government yeah but i think they lose sight of the fact that the problem is so deeply rooted in us as a society that even if you changed the people in charge, whoever you put in next... It's up, still going to yeah, do the same thing. Yeah, still going to do the same thing. Uh, sometimes people argue that in, even if we change governments, uh, it's, the, the new government or leaders will find trouble changing the people they find. For instance, if you go to the public sector, these guys are used to taking bribes. Yeah. Corruption yes. is like uh, it's uh, corruption is a normal 
everything to them. Now, you can't come and say that you've become a new leader and suddenly you're going to change everything. They will do their, everything within their power to fail you. Basically, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't teach an, you can't teach an, an old dog new tricks, man. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. So, uh, and you know what? What is going to come out of this? I mean, obviously, uh, this does make the bank look bad. You know, it does because <laughs> apparently the current CEO, uh, some of the guys that uh, formed this uh, sham company. Apparently, the current CEO once dated one of. Oh! Them. <laughs> wow. Wait, is that is that true? Verifiable? I, 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 no, it was in the news sometime last year. I I won't say that I know all the details, but I saw some of it in the news last year. Uh, and, and of course, you know, she's Valentine's was on Sunday. Say it, man. <laughs> but I mean, she's you know one one of the few celebrated uh, female CEOs we have of, of a very powerful financial institution, and I think it. I don't know. Perhaps it 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 almost casts a negative light on what should otherwise be a cause for celebration. Because if uh, and it really depends on how far this goes. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm guessing that as CEO, she bears some responsibility. And that uh, some one that very guy once worked under her. She was like. The supervisor, and as in worked under her in the office, as in a, in a professional setting. <laughs> in the professional <laughs> setting, in the department, uh, I think, uh, not in the office. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm just, I'm just here, like what? <laughs> but uh, just to be serious here, um, but yeah, I mean, she is the CEO. She is responsible, uh, um, and and probably you know the. The, the, probably the board is gonna take issue with this ruling. Unfortunately, like we were saying last week in corporate organizations, sometimes you're going to take fault for things you didn't even do. Because, yeah, she was once the supervisor to one of these guys. I think one of the guys is the HR person. But I mean, she has to, uh, she is going to have to explain to the shareholders and the directors of the bank, the board, how it is that she could have allowed such an oversight to take place. Yeah. Because the buck stops with you. Meanwhile, she had just become CEO when this happened. Wow. Oh, wow. And you know, this is what, and this is sometimes what's dangerous is that, you know, sometimes um, they might they, they, they might put someone in a situation of leadership where they think they can get away with something. So, you know, whereas here we were saying, wow, finally a woman, who knows? Do you think maybe she got hired because some people in there thought that she might not be as strict uh, with them as uh, perhaps someone else might have been. I mean, this is I'm just here speculating. But the but. operations of Stanbic Bank are not actually local because Stanbic is around Africa. Like I understand, but this yeah. this had to have passed, uh, gone through her desk. There, there is no way I, I would find <laughs> it difficult to imagine that she was not aware of this transaction. She should have been aware of who the the bidding parties were for this uh, securities that were being auctioned. And by the way, banks, you're right. You have a point there because banks do background checks. They check out that. For instance, even you, when you're opening an account, a personal account, they will want to know where you stay. That's why lately when you're opening an account, they want your national ID. 
then you also give them like a bearing, like a map of where you stay. So you can't tell me that this company came as the top bidder, the highest bidder, and you didn't do background check. You do, you didn't do uh, due diligence. Exactly. So for any transfer of uh, uh, securities mm-hmm. that are being put up for auction, I think every single bank should strive to ensure that their staff aren't in some way involved. And they do that. Because if you say this is a company, an investment club, you are going to try to look into all the individuals in the club. You will have all their identity cards on, on file, right? So the bank can't claim that they didn't know. Yeah. What if they beat the system? <laughs> how do you what beat if, the system? Well, if they beat the system, you're still responsible. But you're, how? No, I'm just you saying, can't like, even the, beat the system. Guys, like, like these guys, uh, trust me, man. This is Uganda. Anything happens here. You'll okay. be shocked. But anyway, um, <laughs> there's a very good chance that uh, the bank will appeal this ruling. Yeah. Yeah, they might, because I mean, 400 million. Yet the client had also defaulted. Probably they will promise to deal with their stuff. Yeah, because I'm <laughs> failing to understand why they need to compensate the company that had lost the property due to failure to honor the agreement that they themselves had agreed to. Um, I, I'm thinking, uh, I'm not, uh, I don't know much about how the law works in these things, but here is my assumption that uh, probably the justice in the commercial courts decided, ruled that way as a punishment and deterrent. So that's so something why re- that this never happens again. Okay, fine. But then why reward the defaulting company? Um, To teach the bank a lesson. Be careful next time. <laughs> hey, look after your people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wow, so I guess lucky for them, they defaulted, lost the land, but now they got 400 million shillings. But, just like that. I mean, it was 1 billion, now they get 400. That's if uh, Stanbeek <laughs> maybe appeals and then loses. Uh-huh. Well, I and guess they get the money. Well, I guess that company is very lucky. But anyway, banking is a very complicated thing. Uh, perhaps well, we, we will invite someone uh, more knowledgeable in these matters to help us understand exactly how these things, how these systems work, and perhaps suggest ways that uh, these things won't happen again in the future. You're listening to the Fat Boy Show right here on your number one station, RX Radio. I'm Fat Boy here with Olive and our guest, Anthony. Stay yeah. tuned. <laughs>